Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, hockey fans? Welcome back to Casing the League with Believe Network. As you all know, we break down NHL top headlines, hot topics, but more importantly, best bets. And in the most exciting time of the year, it's the Stanley Cup playoff best bets. So let's get to Casing the League, starting with the top headlines. Uh, well, we've got some more information of a statement that Commissioner Bettman has to dive into, and that's going to be sitting with a former Blackhawk and Panthers coach to figure out what his status is going to be after the sexual assault allegations. We won't dive too much further into that, obviously, until we get more information on how this conversation goes. But I know that there's a lot of emotion behind, well, the initial reaction to what's taken place and how long it's taking to kind of get some resolve here. So just know, hockey fans, that Batman is going to be sitting down with the former Blackhawks and Panthers coach and uh, kind of getting down to the bottom of what took place at the Blackhawks organization and hopefully getting some proper resolve for not even, not even just everyone involved, but obviously everyone who's been concerned on the matter. Now, quickly transitioning from that, yesterday we were having a nice little conversation and I was hesitant to say that the headline should be turbulence in Toronto. Well, as of 12 o'clock today, we found out that yes, there is turbulence in Toronto. And unfortunately the man, the myth, the GM himself, Kyle Dubas, who said that he doesn't want to go anywhere else. He doesn't want to start over. He doesn't want to do this again is out. Him and the Maple Leafs have officially parted ways, and they say that it was a mutual parting, which that's the part that I find the most confusing, because last week you say you don't want to go anywhere else, you want to remain with the Maple Leafs as a GM, and then it's slightly convoluted in the sense to where it's now a mutual situation. Now, I will say this, I was seeing certain tweets from certain reliable sources saying that there's a family matter involved and that's why it's became a mutual parting agreement, but in the same sense, you've got other people saying that the last five seasons hasn't been particularly what the Maple Leafs signed up for. And that's the other reason that he is now taking his leave from the Maple Leafs. So not a big person on speculation. I will say this, whether you love him, whether you hate him, whether you can stand the Maple Leafs or cannot stand the Maple Leafs, you do have to give an inkling of credit to him as a GM for what he did over the last five seasons. This team finally broke a 20-year curse, exited round one, and they didn't do that on their own whim. Yes, they had very talented players, but also a big contributing factor of what GMs do so specially is the decisions that they make at trade deadlines and the acquisitions that the Maple Leafs make made, I think, made a huge difference to their success this playoff season. I cannot speak highly enough about Ryan O'Reilly and the personal hand that he had in this team's success, getting them to round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I'd love to hear back from you guys your thoughts on this. Um, the good news is that for most Maple Leafs fans, regardless of the emotions that still carry after that unfortunate round two exit, a lot of people are saying that it's not all on Dubas. And I have to agree with that. It's not all on him. The only thing I have an issue with was his behavior in the press box. And quite frankly, it's none of my business. You can throw all the water balls you want, especially now. So moving on from that, the more exciting thing to discuss here on Casing the League 
is going to be the in case you missed it highlights. I just love those moments in hockey that you can talk about forever or compare to a previous epic situation from seasons ago. So let's get into it. We know that the Panthers took on the Hurricanes in Carolina last night. And trust me when I say this is not the game one anybody was anticipating. I was hyped because my prediction was the fact that it was going to be two goals for each team and that we were more than likely going to see an overtime situation and a 3-2 victor. Did all that happen? Yes. Will I tap myself, pat myself on the shoulder? Absolutely. What I will say that was not expected is that this overtime winner didn't come in the first overtime. It didn't come in the second overtime. It did not come in the third overtime. And then while half of the fan base was sleeping in the stands, it finally came in the fourth overtime. Thanks to Matthew Kachuk, which we had him for over one and a half points yesterday for a best bet. Look, I'll take accountability on all things. He did not hit that over one and a half, but he did obviously pick up a point with that overtime winner. And more importantly, it was the form, the fashion, and the selly exit that makes him that guy or the rat, like other people love to call him by. Um, as soon as he scores the winner, he has a momentary sell and then exits the rink. So he said that he wanted to get food in his system and catch up on some Z's. And look, the game ended at two o'clock in the morning. So I do not blame him. So that's got to be the first thing on our list in terms of highlight real worthy situations that took place in game one. Now, this became the 15th playoff game to go as long as it did into four overtimes. I was chatting with a friend earlier mentioning the fact that I had a little bit of PTSD as we exited. OT2, OT3, headed into OT4, because the last time I saw that was in the 2020 bubble with the Tampa Bay Lightning taking on the Blue Jackets, which that game was stressful enough after the whole sweeping conversation, but we won't even get back into all of that. So hopefully you guys were able to stay up and see the magic. If not, fun highlight reels for you to go check out now. And that just leaves such a high anticipation for what we will all be in for come game two. You got to love playoff hockey. You got to love seeing what the Panthers are doing. and. Let's keep rolling down the highlight reel line. Next on my top highlight reel, it's got to be Kotkaniemi's pass from his knees. Let's just say I had him for an anytime goal, and I think that he proved why it was a substantial pick to have him as an anytime goal throughout the entire first period and half of the second period. It's his relentless effort. It's the areas that he just happens to work so hard and excessively into try to make goals happen. If things were, if there were different guys between the pipes, I'm guarantee you Kakanami would have had probably two goals last night, but it's just the relentless effort. I loved the fact that he didn't even budge to get off of his knees and he made it look so smooth. He made it look like something that guys do on a normal basis, just sliding along on your knees, still managing the puck on your stick, getting that perfect pass off to your teammate and trying to make something happen. Obviously, Borowski was a brick wall yesterday, and that played a huge role into that not kind of being the perfect execution. But still, it's the effort. It's the swag. It's the style. It's the flair. Kakinami gets a highlight reel from me. And then it was Ajo's perfect patient pass to Jarvis on the power play. We saw that the Carolina Hurricanes power play was able to step up and convert on their power play opportunities. Are you guys surprised? I don't know. I was surprised because this team wasn't known for their power play abilities. That's why they made certain trades at the trade deadline, and they still lost key guys because of injury. We already went on that whole spiel in episode one. It's their penalty kill that's worth raving about, number one in the league. So 
to see them do so well on the power play, to see them have execution, to see them get all of their goals last night, which was just two, I get it. Still, I was very proud of these guys. And again, Ajo was just so worthy of watching that play go. And Jarvis was so hyped when he executed on the patience that is Sebastian Ajo. Now the next one for me has got to be Carter Verhage. We had him as an anytime goal yesterday, and he locked in and cashed out for us, which Come on, who's not excited about cashing in? I was so excited about this. Not only did he pick up a goal, but he had an assist right before that goal on the equalizer versus the Canes. Then it was his goal in particular that helped get the Florida Panthers the lead. Yes, they gave up that goal in the third period, which tied things up moving into this four overtime madness. But still, Carter Verhage is such a gamer and he is a playoff guy. He's that guy who just has a different gear, a different skill set, a different level of relentlessness to his game. And it always turns on come playoffs. I think he leads the Panthers in playoff points since joining them, what, three years ago now? So that just speaks highly to the fact that you can always count on Carter Verhage to either pick up a point or execute on a goal. And I needed him to hit that goal and he did. Then moving along, we've got the most important guy to talk about. And I had to just give him his own separate graphic. It just felt respectful to do it this way. Bow down to the Bobcat and his 63 save performance. Now, this is kind of a bittersweet praise for me to give because as someone who's covered the Tampa Bay Lightning for four or five seasons now, all of my praise has been contributed to Andre Vasilevsky, especially because he did this in 2020. It's fine. I don't want to sound like bitter Betty here because I'm proud of everybody because I just love the game. But you got to give Borowski the credit that he is due. Nobody expected him to have this kind of shutdown performance. I think his save percentage now sits at like a 9.63. If Yeah, anyway, piece that all together. But 63 saves. He locked down the net. He made sure that he kept his team in this fight, and it was only right that it swung in favor of the Panthers. Nothing against Anderson. He's a fantastic goalie as well. But, I mean, the consistent saves that Bobrowski made, there's one picture that got tweeted out last night, and you can see Kachuk standing over Bobrowski, Bobrowski laying half in the goal, half out of the goal, and it was only right to say that he literally – like he was telling the world over my dead body that any goals will get past me. Unfortunately, like five minutes after that, a goal got past him, but still he saved the game for his team. 63 saves, 14 playoff wins. Borowski deserves everybody to bow down to the Bobcat. Now moving on to the most important conversation on this Friday. It's about the Western Conference Final and those best bets. So of course, we're going to kick things off with re-breaking down. If you're new to joining us here on For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Grainger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Grainger. For the ones who get it done. Facing the league on Believe Network. When we get into our best bets and when we start the most exciting topic of this entire segment, I want everybody to be on the same page. When I give you the best bets that I think you are, are worth betting on, that I think you should take in consideration, you can either cash it, which means you agree, you like the bet, you take it. You can either case it, which means I need some more time to process this. I got to look in. I need more information. I got to Google some things or cut it. 
it's just not your style. You're not feeling it. It's not a today bet for you. And that's totally fine too. Because as you guys just saw, we have a whole moment of accountability. We cashed in in about two bets yesterday. And guess what? It happened. So best bets. I like to keep things very simple heading into any series. So we have our point gods. We have our anytime scores. And this time we're going to go between the pipes because I think this is a very crucial series to do so. It's a little harder to do it with the Eastern Conference Final because, like I mentioned, both of the teams, Panthers and Canes, have two reliable goaltenders that can show up and show out. So it's going to be different to kind of calculate and really feel wholehearted about how many saves and what the save percentage is going to be in that game. As for this one, you got a guy like Jake Ottinger who you can't rave about enough. And I mentioned it in the first episode as well that Dallas just tends to come up strong with these goaltenders out of nowhere. So. Let's get into the best bets first by breaking down both of these teams. We got the Dallas Stars in Vegas versus the Vegas Golden Knights. And I'm excited about this matchup for a number of reasons. First of all, the Dallas Stars, I don't think have ever gotten enough respect on their name. I feel like they have always had pretty extensive postseason runs and it's just kind of talked about. You know, it's like briefly mentioned in passing. Oh, yeah, they were in that last playoff. Da, da, da. But to put the respect on the fact that they're such a solid top to bottom team, stellar forwards, they've got depth, depth that you don't recognize because you don't know some of these guys' names. Then they always have these stellar goaltenders that show up. So they're a team that just sneaks in there. And those sneaky teams are almost the best ones to watch. They're favored at a plus 310 to hoist the Stanley Cup over their head at the end of all of this. And we will see what they look like in game one. Now, the Vegas Golden Knights are a team that now have, I think, seven different Stanley Cup champions on their roster. So they have a bit of an advantage here when it comes to that veteran dominance, when it comes to that playoff experience, when it comes to that mental toughness you need to recall what it was like to win the cup once and bring that to a different roster. And on top of it, the Vegas Golden Knights have also made multiple deep runs. Now, some people may not agree with me, but there was a couple times that they got into the playoffs when Ryan Reeves was still on the roster, and I feel like they just choked. They just were not able to piece together 60 minutes of hockey, and they just consistently gave away their chance to hoist a Stanley Cup over their head. That's just my personal opinion. So when we're looking at these two teams side by side, the one advantage that I will give to the Vegas Golden Knights is the fact that they are such a defensively strong team. They've got bigger bodies on their roster, not exactly to the point where they're going to try to outfit, like outplay the the Dallas Stars physically, but it's to the point where they're going to come up huge in defensive moments. They have a guy, Alec Martinez, who has 33 blocked shots. He's somebody who's just consistently throwing his body on the line. They've got actually another guy who likes to block shots and make it look so easy. I'm trying not to butcher his name, but I'm going to go with Pentragello. If I screwed that up, I'm sorry, guys. I'll fix it another day. But you've got two 30-plus block shot guys on your roster for the Vegas Golden Knights. When you check out the guys that are blocking shots for the Dallas Stars, they've got one guy, and it's Hawk and Paw. And outside of that, then they've got one other person that's probably produced, I think, about 21 block shots. And then it's like 9, 10, 11, 12, and it doesn't go above 12. So you don't have as many physically, well, I'm going to say mentally, like, out of their mind, block shots, body on the line, guys on the Dallas Stars side. And that's going to be an advantage for this Vegas Golden, Golden Knights team, especially in front of their goaltending. Now, we know that there's been a situation with Quick not able to really play. And then you had Brossois, who was in there for a little bit. He got hurt versus the Oilers. And then Aiden Hill came in and just 
showed everybody, hey, actually, I'm just as formidable as the other guys that have been between the pipes, especially when he came in versus an Oilers team that's such an offensive, explosive team. He got great practice on how to shut down any quality forwards. Come on, he was going against Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid for crying out loud. So that defensive upper hand, that defensive edge is going to help the Vegas Golden Knights versus this Dallas Stars team. Now, where the Dallas Stars have a bit of an advantage is the fact that, as I mentioned, they're a quality top-to-bottom team, but they also have the strongest special teams. So that's where they have the edge. Their power play as well as their penalty kill is way better than the Vegas Golden Knights. I think their penalty kill is an 83.3. Their power play sits at a 31.7%, and they're fifth in the NHL and uh, third in the NHL. There you go. Whereas the Vegas Golden Knights are... I think like ninth and 13th. So the Vegas Golden Knights are not going to want to end up in a lot of special team situations because it's not particularly going to go in their favor. Now, both teams only have one shorthanded goal, but still they're going to want to battle it out and even strength. And they're going to want to play very smart, very disciplined hockey. Now, another thing to keep in mind before we heading to these best bets to put everything into perspective is the fact that both of these teams are actually most dominant in the second period. Yeah. That kind of got me too, because I love the comparing and contrasting the two teams that have different periods where they show up and go to town. But yeah, both of these teams, their stronger period is the second. The Dallas Stars have about 159 shots in a second period in comparison to the Vegas Golden Knights, 134. And then both these teams, most goals produced in the second period so far in playoffs. And for the Vegas Golden Knights, it's only 19 goals in comparison to the Dallas Stars, 22 goals. So the stronger start will help swing in favor at either of these teams because when it comes to trailing behind and playing catch up or making these outstanding comebacks, neither of these teams really have that tremendous comeback effort. You could see it in the numbers. Um, I think they're, most of their success comes from leading or putting up the first goal. So first period can kind of be the indicator between these two teams who may take the game. Second period will be the battle. And whoever comes out of second period with the highest score, with their heads held high, with that victory, will more than likely carry it through the third. So it's going to be interesting to see how this game plays out, which takes us into our point, God's. Starting with our best bets, I don't think we can have a conversation about point guards without talking about Jack. Jack Eichel is always in the mix of success in so many different ways. He's got nine goals for one, but he just consistently knows how to show up for his team in these in these crucial moments. Uh, whether it's the third assist, whether it's the second, he's just always in the mix of things. So it's somebody that I can count on to probably pick up a point. And again, the value, the standard, it's so low here, just over half a point at a minus 220. Um, again, for somebody who leads his team with points and also sits at the top with goals, you know that he's going to find a way to make it happen. And versus the Dallas Stars team, and especially Jake Oninger, he's going to have to be a crucial piece to help, to help draw out their defense and help his set, uh, help set his team up to score, in other words. So Michael, just over half a point at a minus 220. Then over on the Dallas Stars side, I hate the fact that every conversation that revolves around Pavelski is his age. Because I feel like hockey has become the one sport where guys really just never want to hang it up. And we're seeing that they can still be so dominant. I mean, look at Ovechkin. Look at the one Czech player who's now playing back over in Europe. I mean, there's just so many guys that as long as you can still wield the stick and move your skates and contribute, you're going to play. 
Pavelski, he's not a dinosaur yet, guys. Him and Brent Burns, leave them alone. Let them live a little. And speaking of letting him live, Joe Pavelski over, once again, just half a point at a minus 175. When he made his comeback into playoffs, he made it freaking known that he was here to stay. I mean, what guy comes back and posts four goals and makes it look so easy? Pavelski. Also, if he's not getting in the goal tally, then he's obviously contributing an assist. And he's just somebody who's so reliable. Obviously, they used to call him Captain America. And I think that's for a reason. He's got the leadership skills. He's very, very smart. His hockey IQ plays a huge factor into the Dallas Stars success because when they come back into another period, the second period, third period, if they are falling behind, he's so meticulous on how to get his team to strategically get on the board. So take him for just the over half point at a minus 175. Now for our goal scorers. I'm so excited about this because the last time we saw this guy, Jonathan Marchesol, anytime goal at a plus 180. Marchesol, first of all, he is he's a momentum guy. So once he starts getting in a rhythm and in a sweet spot, he it's like a snowball effect. He's very hard to stop after that, let alone picking up a hat trick to make sure that your team stamps their ticket to the next round. Like talk about throwing your team on your back and then celebrating something of such magnitude. Like he's always, always, always had a snowball effect. Once he gets hot, he's very hard to slow down. And I don't think he's going to slow down quite yet. I know that these guys know the Dallas stars are a problem. Something I forgot to mention before diving into these best bets is the fact that the Vegas golden Knights didn't have much success versus the stars in the regular season. Their first game versus one another, the stars completely shut out the Vegas Golden Knights 4-0. Next meetup, 3-2, they beat them. Next meetup, 2-1, they beat them. So Vegas Golden Knights are going to have a giant chip on their shoulder, especially facing these guys in the Western Conference Final, letting them know that regular season really doesn't mean squat, and it's time to actually abuse you on the ice. Does that sound a little harsh and intense? Absolutely, but it's it's playoffs. Playoff conversation, right? So Jonathan Marchesso coming off of that hot, hot game that he had, being the snowball effect that he is, I'm counting on him to pick up an anytime goal. And then another very reliable person in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now, Rope Hints. Like, how do you even talk about this guy and not mention the the streaks that he's had, the point streaks, the point streaks that he has had in rounds one and two, his ability to get on the board, the goals that he does post. He's also another guy that doesn't overthink the shot. He just he knows how to jam up the net. And that's so crucial when you're going against decent goalies. Now, I only say decent for Hill because we haven't seen the stretch of, of his abilities quite yet. But again, the way that he stepped in and shut down top, top, top players in the NHL gives you that much more inkling of hope of how he'll be able to manage the guys over on the Dallas Stars roster. But take Robey Hens for an anytime goal because he's somebody that can sneak past quality goaltending. I mean, Grubauer was amazing for, for the Seattle Kraken. He he didn't make it easy to post goals. And Hens was somebody that was able to slide in there and get the job done. Now, when we talked about block shots and defense, I kind of already mentioned this guy. I'm not going to pick one on both um, on, on each team here. I'm just going to go with the most dominant person. Again, 33 block shots. And it's sitting at just an over of two and a half block shots at a minus 155. Take Alec Martinez for the Vegas Golden Knights for your top defensive player of the night. Um, I would put White Cloud in that conversation. He tends to become more of an offensive defensive man, depending on how the game is playing out. So and McNabb, fantastic, too. But I just want to give credit to Martinez, the work that he does and the fact that he puts his body on the line so much. I mean, 33 block shots in playoffs. That's a lot. That's a lot. Now, as I mentioned, we are going to talk about the guys between the pipes in this particular matchup because this 
if you look at the shots, you got Dallas Stars 159, you got the Vegas Golden Knights 134, and you got this magnitude or this high shot volume period in the second. Well, we know what Ottinger brings to the table, and we've seen Hill show up in, in crucial moments, but I love this only because it's not, I'm not counting on it being that high shot volume team or high shot volume game in the first two to three games. That's just my personal opinion, especially when it comes to Vegas. Vegas can post five goals in a game and do that with like 23 shots on goal. They, they are very intentional shooters to say the least. So I'm taking Adrian Hill over 27 and a half saves at a minus 115 because the Dallas Stars are more of that consistent shooting team. And again, if they end up on any sort of power play situation, they know how to load up on, on the shot tally there. And that's usually in the first round, I want to say, where they were executing on a lot of their goals. Then moving over to... Jake Ottinger under 27 and a half saves at a minus 115. Again, Vegas Golden Knights, not so high volume. They're just more intentional. They lay on the shots that they need to within a reasonable shot count. So looking at those two things, I just found it reasonable to do over for Hill, under for Ottinger. Let me know you guys' thoughts. Will you cash these bets? Will you case these bets? Will you cut these bets? And seeing as how there's so many options here, which bets will you cash in on? Which will you case and which will you cut? Let me know over at the sports case or over at casing the league. And let me know, what are your predictions for game one of the Western Conference final? Are you planning to see the Dallas Stars in the Stanley Cup final? Are you planning to see the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup final? Will these Stanley Cup veterans come through for the Vegas Golden Knights? Is it finally their year? Or will the Dallas Stars and some of the youth and the depth on their team pull through, knock experience to the side, and make it all the way to the end there? I'm so excited about this for a number of reasons. They're not similar teams. They have different advantages. They have different edges. And it's just going to make for a great game. Hopefully not for overtime worth, but whatever. Playoff hockey, we got to let everybody live. Be sure to follow at the Sports Case, K-A-S-E, over at Casing the League. Believe Network as well, catching all other shows and other sports. Whatever you're into, Believe Network has it. I am your host, Casey Hudson. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Casing the League. And until next time, guys, enjoy your weekend. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.